Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd, if he says potato salad or swear to God, those expressions are a joke, a laugh, a goof. If Todd means the truth, he says truth. And on the topic of this, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts end before his gets started. The intros are recorded on the phone, so don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association voted the Todd's Show number one. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Well, well, well. Right after I'm done saying hello to you guys, I'm going to go on Amazon and order some stuff that I need. I got this new thing. It's everything seasoning with everything seasoning in it. It sounds crazy, but they cut the everything seasoning with everything seasoning. And then they blend it all together and then they add it to everything seasoning. It's really good. Todd, you're not being serious. That doesn't sound like something's existed. Well, 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 well. We called James Adomian uh, on today's show. He was a little foul mouth, if you, you know, if I must be honest with you. But what are you gonna do? Um. So. That's it. That's everything. That's all you got. Mention your own cameo. Mention your own cameo. I know you're, you don't want to say because it, it seems too much. Your people don't care. Mention it. Todd, mention your own cameo. Did you mention your Netflix special? I know you think that most people that listen to your podcast have heard it. That's not true. That's not true. It's not, 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 not true. There are people that haven't listened to it yet. Who am I? I'm your aunt from Florida. I smoke one pack of cigarettes a day and I pull them out from my ass. Anywho, but did you mention about your book, The Todd Glass Situation, available through Simon & Schuster? Uh, Did you? Did you mention your podcast? You think that everybody listens to your podcast, listens to your podcast, and that's not true! No, I did not. 
Anyway, oh boy, talk about that. We'll talk about it. She's right over there. She can hear me. Thanks for reminding me, even though I took none of your advice. Woo, cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Um, I love her though. Uh, so enjoy today's show. It's our nine year out of oops, oops. I hope I didn't give too much away. Aristotle's gonna kill me. I want to give a shout out to Jonathan for helping make the studio so beautiful. Joe McKenzie, you're the best. And uh, a lot of extra love on today's show. If you need extra love, you're going you're gonna to go nutso. You ever gone nutso? Try to check into the hospital that way. I think I'm going nutso. They'll go, sir, do you mean I'm going nutso? Not so. I'm nutso. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Oh, by the way, if you go to the emergency ward and tell them you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, they will admit you. Now, with the coronavirus going on, Probably not because they might be short of beds. But normally, I thought it was a joke. I went to the emergency room and I said, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Next thing you know, I'm being wheeled down the, you know, the in a girder, in a girdy, in a girdle. In a girdle? In a girdy, 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 girdy. Look at you. We're meant for each other, whether you like it or not. And if you can't find someone that's meant for you, that's meant for me, then it ain't going to work. That's not true. Um, enjoy the show. And uh, Aristotle, Aristotle, my aunt from Florida really wants to meet you. I'm serious. She mentioned it a few times. She saw a picture of you. No, I just mentioned him on the podcast. So enjoy the show, everybody. And you're the best. It's a solo Todd Glass show. The only guest is the host. And Todd is the host. So my phone rang today, and I got, it was Aristotle. And he reminded me of something. That... It was nice. And then I had to call Joe McKenzie and remind him. And sure enough, Joe McKenzie does not let me down. What would Aristotle tell me that Joe McKenzie needed to know that would be celebratorial to start the show? Shut up. I can't believe it. The Todd Glass Show is nine years old. Happy birthday, Todd. 
So lazy? Oh my God, move the symbol, take a seat. It's the nine year anniversary, nine years ago. I've, I don't, besides stand up comedy, hold up, hold up. Besides nine years, there's not that many things I've committed to. I'm not bragging. But this is something worth. Celebrating. Oh my God. So let's. And Joe, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for. I call you up. I go, it's our nine year anniversary. Aristotle reminded me, is, g- give me the jingle from last year. He goes, Todd, this is a real show. To dr- truth. This is a real show. We don't just do some. I said, I'll fade it out when it, he goes, Todd, Todd, baby. He calls me baby. He goes, baby, Latka. <laughs> so let's, you know. The Todd Glass Show is nine years old. Nine years old. Nine years old. The Todd Glass Show is nine years old. Happy birthday, podcast. Play hard. Glass show is nine years old. Happy birthday, podcast. Can you find a rhythm? How can I? The what if that's all we have? We're on the road. The up and down, up and down. The Todd Glass show is nine years old. Nine years old. Nine years old. The Todd Glass show is nine years old. Happy birthday, podcast. That is the way you open a show. Thank you. Why don't you come back over here and have a seat? Oh, someone's showing off. Somebody's showing off. Somebody's showing on. Somebody's showing on and somebody's showing off. Every, keep in mind one thing. There's always somebody showing off and somebody's showing on. That makes no sense. Just wanted to let you know. So thank you very much. The Todd Glass Show is nine years old. Nine years old. Nine years old. The Todd Glass Show is nine years old. Happy birthday, podcast. The Todd Glass Show is nine My my thing that I think at this point, if you're if you're sitting in your house, how many times do you want to hear that? Does it get exciting for you? Like for me, it's like oh, I could hear it a million times. But people listening at home, they're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. The true family. They go, Todd, baby, play it all you want. The Todd Glass Show is nine years old. Nine years old. Nine, nine years old. old. The Todd Glass Show is nine years old. Happy birthday, podcast. Ba 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 ba. 
I'm going to give this to you. I hold this very sacred. Listen up. Get, wipe the smile off your face. <laughs> when you feel it necessary during tonight's show, because it is our nine-year anniversary show, and what do we do because it's a nine-year celebration? We send extra love out to people that need it. People need some big fucking hugs. People need to be mushed to death. People are scared. I get, I get scared. Three o'clock in the morning, I woke up. I started just thinking about life and, you know, what if this pandemic virus gobbles us all up? Thank God for Blake Wexler's girlfriend. I call her when the time is appropriate. 6.30 in the morning, I call her. Well, she's up. You know Blake. He probably wakes up at 6.30, has a big pot of coffee. He's like... So I figured, you know, by 6.30, she's up. That's if she slept in two hours after Blake. Do I realize the echo's on? Yes. No. So this is nine years. I, look, there's not that many things I've committed to this much, so I'm glad that Aristotle reminded me because I wouldn't have remembered. Thank you, Aristotle. But what we do for the anniversary show, some shows they give out things. We give out extra affection on our nine-year anniversary show. Extra. Whatever the fucking affection you need by the end of this show, you're going to feel great. I'm going to squeeze the living shit out of you. And can I tell you what's nice about talking to Blake Wexler's girlfriend? Julia. <laughs> she has a name. I, I'm going to say it again because you need to hear it. She didn't know anything about the coronavirus. But she was put in charge. Look, I give, I'm always afraid Blake's going to hear this. And he's going to go, that, you didn't get it exactly right. I got it right enough. I know she writes articles for the Huffington Post. And there's a few other publications that she writes for. So... About three months ago, she talks to doctors and scientists every day. And I have another friend that sort of has a friend. I told her about Julia, and he told me about his friend. And they both have so much in common that when you talk to people that are knowledgeable, educated, it's not just bullshit. Some people study this, and they there's still uncertainty. Even if all you do is study this, there's so much uncertainty. But less than if you don't. There's, there is some, sometimes, like I say, you have to raise your bar. But the good news is sometimes they lower, they go, you're, f oh, no, 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 you're going to, when are you going to have people in your podcast studio? Is it in, okay, so it's inside. All right, here's what I recommend. Oh, if you do that, you'll be like literally four times what they're recommending, which is what I want to be with certain things. But it's always with hope. It's never, there, there, there is hope realistic hope and it makes me feel better after I talk to Julia I want to know I just there's when when there's just some things that when they're said they sound clean and they make sense so if you're listening Julia says everything's going to be all right I'll give her a big fucking punch in her neck if she fucking makes me look bad after all this the big story today is that the coronavirus gobbled everybody up. 
I'll call her, but just, you know, last second if I can get her on the phone. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> and my friend that was telling me, I was telling him about Julie, he told me about, he goes, my sister, the same thing. She just talks to doctors and scientists every single week. And some, and, and, and he goes, you're right. It, it gives you a sense of, it, you know what, look, when I say sometimes you have to up your game, sometimes it goes, well, this is going to definitely probably go to this date. Yes, that stuff happens. I was I thought it was going to be 3 months in. But it's all going to be great. All you need today are some big fucking hugs because it's the anniversary show. And then I'm going to play the opening. Because it's your anniversary show, how many extra hugs do you need? Do you need two times the uh, regular hug? Some people go, "No, three times." What I well, we're just going to establish what you need. Is it four times? I will hug the living shit out of you. There's no reason you can't feel okay right now. I know you got your financial burden. That's a different thing. I unfortunately I can't do a lot about that. But sometimes you go, you know, you're like, I just need emotional now. Emotionally, what do you want? Ten times the regular hugs? Whatever you need. Some people go, what if? Yeah, but what if we ask for a hundred? I'll give you a hundred. Oh yeah, whatever you gotta do. But back to what we were talking about. You know, sometimes Aristotle says, Todd, sometimes you're so on point, like you get lost, but every time you come back, this is one of those shows. Because what I come back to is what I hold in my hand that I was going to give to you and let you be in control of it because it's our nine anniversary show. Are you, what? You forgot. Of course you forget. You don't fucking give it. You, 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 I don't want to be this mean. For no reason. So this is the duck whistle, truth, that has my name on it. Why does it have my name on it? Because on the road, I have, you know, of course, because I have a... Now, I'm not proud that I use a duck whistle in my act, but I don't want to use one that's been passed around. Now, I will be honest with you. The band, uh, they're, they, they're like some of their, like, you know, the, the train whistle, the duck whistle, the... the uh, I just threw out kazoos. But the uh, some of the other accoutrements that we have to use, I can't get brand new ones every time. But I'm telling you, if any band member saw the way I clean them, they would be so confident. I scr This was before Corona. During Corona, I would just go brand new. But before, even before Corona, I would scrub the living shit out of them. I would soak them in isopropyl alcohol. Um, but the kazoos I just got rid of. So this one has Todd on it. It's a duck whistle. And this, where's the other whistle? Oh, I know where it's at. Hold on. Hold on, everybody! Don't go anywhere! I just got up. I went over to the stage. You know there's a stage in the podcast studio. I just walked over there. And on the road, I have one of these. In case I ever, you know, don't know what to do in my act. That has my name on it. That's because when it goes in with all the road stuff, there's a suitcase. It's a trunk. It's a silver trunk. Very small one. Smallest they have. Bigger than a briefcase. But it's got all the road stuff in it. And, uh, yes, this is Duck Whistle with my name on it because I, you know, would rather have my own. And then, uh, and then uh, this... So this one I'm going to keep. 
But this one I give to you, back to where we started, full closure. You may use it whenever you feel necessary during tonight's podcast. <laughs> you felt as soon as you got it, rush it to your mouth, and that was necessary. Great. The next time you think it's necessary, and I know you'll, you wait, you wait and pray. You don't want to do it right away because then everyone sees it coming. But you, you, when no one's ready, that's the perfect time. <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right, enough. Hey, don't be. How's your, I made a, we made two Bloody Marys before the show tonight. It's strong. Mmm. <laughs> mm, I forgot There's two groups of people Some people I guess they can handle it as a joke Obviously I'm over chewing But hold on Oh my god Can you hear that Oh I'm sitting back Hey Todd I love this show I like when you chew closer to the microphone. Because that's the exact opposite feedback I'm getting here in the studio. No, 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 no. When I'm so depressed, Todd, it's in your nine-year anniversary show. I just love when you chew right into the mic. It just seems you feel like everything's going to be okay. They're chewing too, coincidentally. Notice all my characters now have to chew. You know what I mean? Even it could be anybody. Right, now let me stop doing these characters. Let me do John John F. Kennedy. It's not what you can do, what your country can do for you. It's what you can do for your country. Do you know that famous speech? You do know it? How do you know it? Shh. You don't want to give up your voice. All right, I'm sorry. Let me finish chewing. Happy nine-year anniversary, everybody. The Todd Glass Show is nine years old. Nine years old. Nine years old. The Todd Glass Show is nine years old. And that was gross what you did. I listen. So um I don't I want to first of all of course I'm on Cameo. I get so many emails. You know the most common email I get? Are you on Cameo? Yes. <laughs> I had a fun one today. It was a listener of the podcast. Whenever I feel it's a listener to the podcast, the first thing I do is show them around the podcast. Because they think they want to see it. You know what I mean? Some people they don't listen to your podcast. They might for some other reason they're reaching out. But whenever it's a podcast, I go, There's the stage, there's that. I want them to see it, like a good look at it. There's where Aristotle usually sits. No. 
And, uh, oh, Nick Lipa fell asleep on the floor right over there. So I give him a tour around the podcast studio. Today was for, an, uh, she just became, well, not just became, but a baker. She got, like, whatever that would be, like, to get your degree in a, a pastry chef. Pastry chef. Of course, I couldn't help but give her all my ideas. But I said I wasn't going to include that in the price. <laughs> like, this is just uh, my time. Because it wasn't what they asked me. You know, she's just recently getting married. You know, just re- moved in with her boyfriend. Sin. Um, and she's going to be an aunt. And she's going to be an aunt. All those things. Those I address later. But I was afraid up front they'd be like, This isn't the stuff we asked for. My ideas. Because <laughs> once I found out she was a... A pastry chef. They didn't say pastry chef. What? Brian Regan. What? Yeah. This is a, thank you. I'm getting cues that one of my things I might have said coincidentally sounded like Brian Regan. This isn't the stuff we asked for. I can't get into Brian Regan right now. I mean, I can. I can't. It's like when I try to do Regis, which we are going to do a little tribute to Regis. I'm going to do it before you leave, because I think you should hear it. Um, I'm also going to do a tribute truth to a friend of mine that I met at the Chicago Improv in 93. He just worked there. His name is Alex Weatherhill, and he died. And he's the type of friend that I don't talk to for two or three years, and then we'll talk. And I saw it on, which I oddly go on there, I saw it on um, Facebook because I was trying to find my friend from Philadelphia, which I did. I found his sister, and then I talked to his girlfriend, his wife. Um, But anyway, that's not the point. But through that, I saw that about Alex, Alex Weatherhill. And, And I'll talk about it later in the show, but I met him. He was a waiter at the Chicago Improv, and, you know, we just started hanging out. And I had some friends there from Philadelphia because they were in Chicago. And we all just became really close. And my friend Todd, him and his girlfriend, went out on their boat. So they invited me and I invited Alex. And then we just became really close. And even though we wouldn't talk all the time as years passed on, I didn't even know to... We'll talk about it later in the show. But, uh, yeah, so cameo. So so the pastry chef. (laughs) Anyway, I, I feel like uh, I went off. But hold on, let me clean the microphone. Nine years. Wow. That, that's I tricked you, didn't I? <laughs> Some people get tricked. They're like, all right, Todd, we love hearing the song. But and then you go, oh, you do? But that's enough. Except you know who doesn't like that? Probably Joe McKenzie. Joe McKenzie's like, why do you... Why do you start playing it? And I get all excited. Me and Lauren, we sit around, we open up a bottle of wine. That's it. Better sip it fast. Open your bottle of wine. Here we go. And we'll have a tribute to Regis Philbin later. Two people that... They're gone. Life is precious. Life is fucking precious. But where I left you off was that t- today, because it is a t- today is a, a nine-year anniversary show. Thank you, Aristotle, for letting me know that. 
when Aristotle calls, I always get nervous. I thought he was going to fire me. <laughs> but um, he said, Todd, it's nine years. Nine years. Crazy. Listen, um, that's the horn I'm going to have in my new car. I really do. I think it'd be nice. Why does a horn have to be so abrupt? Why can't it be like, oh, this guy's in my way. Hold on. No, that's not too. That's very abrupt. How about this? The Glass Show is nine years old. That's it. That's all you need to know. It's nine years old. Anything else is overkill. So hold on. I'm going to do my show. I have a, a order. Oh. So, uh, so anyway, we'll give you extra hugs. How many times? Because it's the nine-year anniversary. Extra hugs, extra kisses, whatever you need. Mushed, mushed. I'll mush the fuck out of you. But will you all? That's where we left off. Well, we're gonna. Fe- it's okay. You're gonna feel great during the rendition of the show, and then I hope you feel great afterwards. But I mean, is extra great. I want to send you. I want to just comfort. I want to give you some comfort. And let me tell you something. Isn't it feel good? How would you feel if I said, oh, I have a friend, he drinks a lot, but he gives me advice on the coronavirus, and I always feel good after I talk to him. No, I know someone in my life that talks to doctors and scientists every goddamn day, and there is hope, and it's gonna, re- gonna things are going to go back. It's going to take a little longer than we all thought, but it's going to happen. That is the type of that, right? Now you feel good. So how many times extra do you need hugs? Three times the normal hugs. More? Oh, my God. Someone is here in the studio. It's my girlfriend's brother, and I'm going to let him decide. Four times the regular hugs I give people. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Since you're in control of this, and this, hold on. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'll edit this out. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. This is going to, I'm going to have to pull this off. So don't just be, you know, six times the normal hugs. More. He says more. Shit. It's getting fun. Seven times the normal. He's already. He's already. Ten. Thirteen times the normal hugs. Oh, he's thinking about it. It looks like he's made an answer. I think he's going to say that 13 times. He says more. 13 times is not enough hugs. 13 times the normal amount. Oh, my God. Are we ready for this? I'm going to just no shitting around. 45 times the normal hugs. I think that we have an answer. Whatever you decide, don't ask me. 45, take your time. Uh, Okay. Here we are on how many times should the hugs... uh, It's out of control. I'm Regis Philbin. Is that enough? We need... More than 45 times the normal hugs. Ladies and gentlemen... I'm going to make a last offer, not a last offer, as many as we need to make. Let me think about it. (sighs) 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 
Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, because it is our nine-year anniversary show, how about we go a hundred times the hugs? We have an agreement. 45! What a show. 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 I'm going to mush the living shit out of you. Mushy, mushy. Look at your little mushy facey. I don't care if you're a 40-year-old guy, a 50-year-old guy, an 80-year-old guy, or a 20-year-old girl, or a 20-year-old guy. I'm mush the fuck out of you. Squeeze your little fucking face. I'll take your cheeks. I'll mush them back and forth. I'll squeeze the living shit out of it. Whatever it is you need it for. I always mention the sobriety thing. Oh, you. Oh, you. You look at you. Are you turning inside out with embarrassment because you're so goddamn cute I can't fucking take it anymore? That's what you get when you get 100%, ladies and gentlemen. These little town blues are melting away. I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York. Ladies and gentlemen, in honor of our, let's not be stupid about it, our anniversary show, I would like to see your drink. I said, the deal was he was going to stay here till his drink ran out. No, because, you know, you can't just do whatever you want to do. Oh, shit, I just erased one by accident. I hate when I do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going through the emails, and then all of a sudden, I just know. Well, you know, I've always had a knack for what the beat people need to hear is. You know, Miranda, right? Do you know Miranda? Boy, genius, what are you doing here? Bruce, come right away. There's a job to be done. A giant octopus has run amok in Washington. Hmm. Boy, genius, this is one time you'll have to go out alone. Stop, stop. Would you like to see me make my muscles dance, Miranda? Miranda. For someone powerful as me, it's no big task. Miranda. Ask me to do anything for you, Miranda. Ba, 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 ba. It's attached to my special oh. super thermal V nuclear long underwear. I don't think I've forgotten my promise. Wow. I'm going to kiss you. How you doing at home? Put on your pants. Have fun. Something terrible has happened. Mr. ACDC, the electric brain, has threatened to turn off the electric current all over the... Shut up. It's the Todd Glass Show, everybody. I asked my doctor... If it's weird to mention my own show a lot, like in my, you know, thing. But uh, what I'd like to do, just to get it out of the way as part of our celebration, 
I'm having a great time. I hope you're feeling good listening because I feel really good right now. But I'd like to uh, hold on. Let me see. Where is this? Oh, I guess share good news with you. You know, I always get nervous to go on auditions. You good? Oh, you did. Ah, oh, that's the grossest. Let me take a picture of this. Seriously, hold on. Let me take a picture of this so Aristotle doesn't. Hold on. I would never embarrass you like that. Hold on. Let me get a picture of the phone. I'm going to do it right now so I don't forget because if I forget, that's embarrassing. What happened was Aristotle, hey, um, it's about uh, 29 minutes in. Just between me and you, Vinny went to sneeze, but he also shit in his pants. <laughs> Seriously, truth. I mean, uh, not truth, not truth, not truth. All right, the bit's over. All right. <laughs> but I want to sing a song. The request today was from uh, uh, Maria. She's uh, Maria, a.k.a. Chef. Happy 30th. It was her birthday. Explorer gals. I never mentioned that, but I did send it off. All right. Okay, so hold on. Don't go anywhere. I saw a video today of a dog that lift up the toilet seat, peed, and flushed it. I know. Two, truth. 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 I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. But... Why would I make that up? But guess what, folks? There becomes a time when we have to start the Todd Glass Show. That's a cold opening. That's why the show is voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. Nine years, everybody. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. You can't thank Joe enough. You really can't. Well, 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 well. Nine years. Probably tie that into a little tribute to uh, Regis Philbin. I'm going to play 
everybody doing Regis. And the reason I wanted to throw Love Regis, last week I mentioned it. Why am I tying it into my nine-year anniversary? I don't know. Why not? Get double whammy out of it. Um, but I, you know, I I grew up, and I remember listening to the Regis when I was younger. And even when I was younger, I thought, this guy's funny, right? Like, why was I saying right? Because I just knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And uh, when you go back and look at old Regis, almost like when Regis even was 50, he was so adorable. He was so adorable. He got so excited on the show and... I don't think you can be Regis Philbin if you're just a great broadcaster. I think you gotta also be like, have some other great qualities too. And it's like, you know, I look back at five years before he died. And he was, I, hey, look, I'm sure he dealt with things and he was getting older. But when he came on like shows, you know, he had already left his show 10 years ago. But five years ago, I went back and he was like, great. He came out, he was like, not like, oh, he still got, like, I didn't even know he was slipping five years ago. You know what I mean? As you start to get older, you know, you can start seeing it with Rickles, like in the last. Even after he wasn't able to walk anymore, it's still he. His eyes were there. His clarity in his eyes. Sometimes when you can see someone, you go, oh, it's sad. They're gone. They're starting to go. There's a they get lost in their eyes. But Regis, even five years ago. You know. Uh, this was a request from his family. So I'd like to pay a little respect. Excuse me. While I kiss the sky. Oh, Jesus, Jennifer, you come in so loud. I've grown accustomed to your face. It almost makes the day begin. Where's my reverb? Mm. Night and noon, your smiles, your frowns. Dive. I'm staring at a before we met, I could always again. I've grown accustomed to your face. enough of that to be honest with you I was a little deceptive I didn't get requested to sing anything at all just so you know but Regis you're the best and you know your body of work for speak your body of work will speak for itself I, f I was uh, looking around just because I wanted to hear you know people talk about him and about two weeks ago and I started to, uh, oh, I hope I didn't erase it. Come on now. 
What's going on? Everybody does Regis. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it's, it's, it's cool to see how many people just do him and how, like, Dana Carvey talks about. Regis, you're a true original. He goes, when he, when he went to do Regis on Saturday Night Live, they said, well, we really, Regis really doesn't have a voice. Because, yeah, that's what happens. until Unless you're, like, 1940s actors, you know, where they were so over the top. Where Clark Gable and, and, and all those. And, and, yeah, but so probably they thought, well, what, how are you going to do Regis? Now we're like, oh, my God, of course you could do Regis. But Dana Carvey was saying, yo, on SNL, when he started to do them, they go, well, what's Regis do? Like, what's... So he goes, I had to amplify it. I came up with the catchphrase, I'm out of control. But Regis never really said that. And Regis would always point out, I never said that. But I hope you can appreciate this montage of, of everybody doing Regis um, on, the, on the show. I know you won't be able to see it, but let's let it breathe. And... and, and um, and uh, this is over the years, every single person on the show doing Regis. To learn the art oh. of being Regis. Oh. Take a look. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Yeah, that's how I learned to do it. You got, this is the formula I came from. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's the first word. Huh? Dana Gold. Do this at home, but Dana Carvey. Supervision. <laughs> anyway. Are you ready for this? And then you burp. So anyway. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? I'm sitting down with the wife at our reserve table because I'm a big star. And we're behind this pole. We can't see the band. <laughs> Dana Carvey. Anyway, are you ready for this? <laughs> Elman's over there. Can the boss tell a story? I guess not. After all that thing, in there, doing this, and going like that. But you've got a different approach, and I kind of appreciate your approach. Yeah. Dana Carvey was a little too shrill. I, I don't get that excited. <laughs> now it's back to Dana doing it. Exactly the word I need these days. The yes. human side, because the way that I play them on yeah. is <clears throat> I keep trying to say something. And something bizarre interrupts me. She got kicked off American Idol, yeah. and this girl is good. I mean, she could have been the next Sarah Vaughan. <laughs> I don't know who that is, Regis. Who is that? <laughs> really, you know, the secret to doing ben this Affleck. is just barking. <laughs> I hate to say barking. It's like, stop, stop, stop. You got to do it. Oh, is this isn't the Ben Affleck I know. <laughs> don't be blunt. Come on. Make me feel it all. Ben Affleck, I know. Ted Koppel. Ted Koppel. Of course I'm doing you. Ted Koppel thinks he's me. Wait a second. I can't stop doing it. Do you do a Regis impersonation? Sometimes when I'm just backstage, I can talk like Regis. You're doing a movie with Jimmy Fallon. Martin Short. Yes. And I got there at five to seven. And you didn't have your jacket on. Nobody was there. No one was there. And you looked at me and said, "All right, you're here now. My question is, how many minutes do you have to stay?" Now listen, kids. Barney is going to do an impersonation of your best friend Regis. Barney, I can't believe you're here in New York. <laughs> Dinner in Connecticut at Melbella with Trumpster, freaking Fidelli, and guess who was there? Who Big Daddy? Neil Sadaka. I've sung with Regis. Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. Uh, yeah. Michael well, Bublé. Like little things together. Uh, there's nothing like you get Regis to sing Milkshake. Oh my! No. My milkshake not. brings all the girls to the yard. <laughs> 
And then he shakes that booty. Of his. It's crazy. Regis dressed up as Kelly Ripa. Kelly Ripa dressed up as Regis. For Halloween. Phone call from... Oh. Who's acting like... Oh, oh, why am I forgetting his name? What's his name? Neil Patrick Harris is guest hosting for Regis, and they're doing that thing where they call people, and he wants to see if he can fool the person that they're calling that is actually Regis. Here's what happens. Hello? Hello, Gail? Yes. Gail, Regis Philbin here with Kelly Ripper. Hello. <laughs> You're on the air. Do you call people yourself and ask them like if I it's Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy yeah, Fallon. I pretend I'm Regis. You do? Okay. I go, Queen of England, it's me, Regis. <laughs> good morning. I've got to talk to you. It's you good. got to come on the show. Jimmy Fallon's show, you got to go up. Every guy that does me sounds like that. That's not Regis. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Regis coming at some point? So good. You know what's adorable about it? It's so good. It's so like Jimmy Fallon's in all fairness was right on. And he goes, That's not what I sound like. <laughs> this is so funny. This is a line made famous on your Saturday night. Dana Carvey's explaining. You began doing me on Saturday night. Right. And you created a phrase that people think came from me. Right. It didn't come from me. I'm out of control. Never came from me. <laughs> well, if you can believe it, in those days, people said, well, what's that or do with Regis? There's nothing to do an impression of. There's nothing there. Right. So I had to find something. So <laughs> basically, what I do with all my impressions liberty. is I take liberty. So with you, mostly it's kind of like this. You're down low like this. <laughs> and then it just felt like you wanted to spring like a tiger and say, I'm out of control. <laughs> The montage. I'm out of control. We're out of control. You can't be Regis because I'm Regis too. I'm out of control. I'm out of control. You know what, Regis? I gotta say this. I'm out of control. 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 We're out of control. Out of control. She's out of control. Joy, you have to close your eyes. Okay. Okay. Ben Alpha. Just tell me what this makes you feel like. Doing right? it to Joy, his wife. I'm out of control. <laughs> Being Regis. <laughs> you know, it's very tiring being Regis. It's exhausting. Oh, it's exhausting. Oh, Regis. He had a great life. I'm glad that I played that because you know what? He was the best. For twenty eight years. Millions? He was the he was just the best. And that was that was played when he um left his show ten years ago. Anyway. How you doing? You're good? You're all right? I know what people need. I'm <laughs> Just take a second, folks. It is year 10. 
So there we go. You know, while we're on the track of Regis and while we're being melancholy, um, I talked about this in the opening of the show. And I know that when there's someone that loves you that, that dies, it it is nice to know how they were thought of. And I mentioned earlier on that there was a friend of mine that I met at the Chicago Improv. And uh, he just worked there for one summer. You know, you never know anyone's story. I didn't know this till I saw it. I, I, I was going on Facebook to look for somebody else, which I rarely do. And when I say rarely, maybe four times since Facebook existed. And I, and I saw that Alex Weatherhill had uh, passed away. And I was like... I. And I, I learned instantly what denial meant because I thought, no, that can't be Alex. Like I had, I saw him maybe three years ago when I was working in San Francisco at the punchline and he came out and he was the same Alex that I knew when I met him at the Chicago improv in 94. And this was 96. No, this was 2016. The last time I saw him, same thing is from 94. He showed up. He was ready. He was in a good mood, cause I wanted to go out. I was like, I was like, I was, I was like, Alex, I haven't seen you forever. And we went out. We had a good time. And uh, but the way I originally met Alex was at the Chicago Improv. He worked there, and you don't. I didn't learn this till I talked to his sister. When I saw that he had passed away on Facebook, I really, I, I needed closure. I didn't know what happened, and and they still don't know what happened. I don't. I will tell you in short that because of uh, what's going on with the coronavirus, they're a little backed up on, you know, I guess autopsies. And, uh, but I knew that um, I know that he has nieces, and I know he's have nephews. And I said, you know, I want to I want to talk about him to where they could they could send them here and they could hear who his uncle was. And he was the best. He really was like when as soon as he died, I realized how precious life was, and I was glad that I reached out to him. The story could have been, oh, I remember twenty five years ago, Alex, at the, at the Chicago Improv, whatever. But I knew he was someone that I wanted to keep in touch with. And when I was in Chicago in ninety four, I had all my friends visiting from Philadelphia, and we all we all went out, and then Alex joined us. And they even ask, how's Alex? I'm like, how do you remember Alex? And it's like, who couldn't remember Alex? And he was. He was just so, he was, he was every element you need to be a good friend. You need to be silly. You need to be crash. You need to be affectionate. You need to be. And, and, and um, I hope that you guys are listening right now, his nieces or nephews, uh, because I told Alex's sister. I said, "Send them here. I'm going to talk about them, and I and I and they and they should hear it." And um, you know, it just reminds you how precious life is. And uh, so when I heard about it, I was really, I was like, "What?" I I knew what, you know. I didn't I didn't want to believe it. That's why I was so glad when I messaged somebody that his sister actually reached out. And that's only when I learned. He was only home for one summer. He was home for one summer, and his mom happened to live in Chicago. He was going to school in Arizona. But for one summer, he went home, 
and he uh, stayed with his mom, and he worked at the improv because he lo- he loved stand up comedy. And I and I was invited over to his mom's house for dinner. Like I was staying in, I was working at the Chicago Improv for two weeks straight. It was absurd. It was an amazing club. There was it was at the height of comedy. Even though you know, I still think comedy's great. But just like being on the road as a comic and. And they had two shows Wednesday, two shows Thursday, three shows Friday, three shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. It was out of control. <laughs> and uh, Alex shows up one night after we're all hanging out, me and my friend Todd and his girlfriend and my friend Mike and his girlfriend. And then Alex pulled up to the bar. And uh, we just became friends. And they were like, on their day off, my friend Todd's mom had made a big dinner. And she's like, oh, invite Alex. Because they met him when they were at the show. And um, and we all went out to dinner. And it was just, it was just, it was just an amazing time. And he was so, like, he was so, like, w- we were there in Chicago when I th- Look, I might get it wrong, the team, but I think the Bulls had just won, and there was a lot of celebrating going on. I don't really care about uh, football, but there was a lot of great energy in the air, and we were walking down the street, me, my friends, Alex, and we look into the living room of somebody's house, like an apartment, and there's a guy sitting watching his TV. It looks like he was watching you know, what was going on as far as the, 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 the parades and everything for the Bulls winning. The Bears? The Bears. The Bears. I'm sorry. I think it was the Bears. We're in Chicago. It's got to be the Bears. I'm sorry. So, what? The Bulls too? Well, it was the Bears. Chicago Bears. So, we're all walking down the street. Me, my friends, Alex, and we see this guy sitting in his living room watching the TV. So, we're like, we should go in and say, hey, do you want to hang out with us or not? But no one wanted to do it. So, Alex is like, I'll do it. We didn't know how the guy was going to react. So Alex goes, I'll do it. So Alex goes over, rings his doorbell. You know, it was like brownstones in, the, in downtown Chicago. And this other guy, uh, his name was Mike, who I talked to, like, still talk to, like, every we go five years without talking, but we'll touch base. Now I'm a little nervous because, you know, with Alex. But um, Alex knocked on his door, and he answered the door. And Alex goes, do you want to hang out? I, I remember we were we wanted to hear what was going on, but we didn't want to be in case the guy was, like, thinking, like, what the fuck? Who's knocking on my door? Like, no offense, but, like, there's, you know, I don't want to get murdered. So we wanted to hear what was going on. And we're like, what is Alex going to say? We're like, Alex, what are you going to say? He goes, I'll, you're too scared. I'll do it. So he answered the door. The guy goes, hello? Like, he didn't open the door, but he, there was, like, he opened the window next to the door. He goes, hey, you know, he's friendly. And he goes, hey, we're just walking by and we saw you in here. Do you want to hang out with us or do you want to just sit by yourself all night? I promise you truth. This is like, I know it sounds like, oh, you're exaggerating it. Well, I'm not. And he goes, I'm going to go out with you guys. And he put on his jacket and he walked outside and he locked the door because Alex 
was brave enough and friendly enough and warm enough to like to do stuff like that. And you learn about people like that after they're gone, that that's who they were to everybody. In, in the beginning, you think, oh, well, that's who he was to everybody. So you're like, oh, I thought that summer was special. It was. But it makes it more special to know there's 50, 60 other people out there with that same story. It makes it better. At first, you know, you're like, oh, I thought, you know, oh, he, everybody has a story like that because that's who Alex Weatherhill was. And, you know, everybody worries what their legacy will be. But if your legacy is 100 people telling the same story I'm telling, then that's a good legacy. And that's real. And, you, and I know you probably miss your uncle, but there's no but. But know that, like I said, there's no but, and then there's but. What's wrong with me? I'm out of control. That he made a difference on this planet. He made a difference on this planet. And, and it's so powerful. Just, just, his, since, just his love of life. And, 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 his, and, his, and he was so just everything you wanted a human, in a human being. And, that, and, and I'm telling this story, and so is everybody else. So, when, you know, we all wonder what our, our, our eternal life will be. Well, I guess if you're Alex Weatherhill, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And that's not like, I hope it is, or I hope. It's pretty good, for real. These are the stories that are being told about him by me and 50, 60, 70, 100 other people. So let's, you know, try to have a little, I don't know what song would be appropriate, but we'll, uh, we'll do this. All right, Alex. Alex Weatherhill, you fuck. Love lifting me higher. There you go. Wow. What a show. You're off to order Thai food. We're going to have a nice dinner. We played a little Love Lifting Me Higher and in, in, in the good energy of Alex Weatherhill. And uh, now I'm in the studio. Truth all by myself. All by myself. All by myself. Maybe I should have done this one. No, I don't like that. I want a better song for Alex. I want a better song. <laughs> what can we do? What do we have? You know what we might be able to do? Is, um... Maybe that was a good... Maybe that was a good song. Right? Let me erase this. Oh, look at that. It just was gone. 
Well, let's uh, bub bub. <laughs> I guess I'm good. I guess I'm good. What's this? Oh yeah. Should we call some people on the phone? What do you think? Oh, did I talk about the audition I went on? I started to talk about it. I went on an audition. I don't like going on auditions. I got some good news. And then I never finished it. Shut the fuck up. This is one of those times where I finish all my thoughts. Oh, I hope I'm not losing my mind. So there's a show, and it's called 10-Year-Old Tommy, and it's on HBO. I don't usually like going on auditions, and they make me nervous. And if I told this story already during tonight's show, I so apologize. But I'm almost positive I didn't. But even if I did, I'm leaving it in so you can hear. Uh, but so I'm leaving it in, you know, even if I did. But it has to do with the good news. I know I definitely, of course, I'm positive about that. Started to say, hey, I guess you could call it good news. And I don't like going on audition. So about a week ago, you know, uh, from uh, my manager's uh, assistant, Dari, who's the best. And so is my manager, by the way. Well, I'm throwing out love and mushes and kisses and love all around. <laughs> um, I got the best manager. He's like, he's everything you would want. He's never going to listen to this. So I don't have to worry about thinking I'm saying it just so he'll hear it because he'll never fucking listen to this um not not in a bad way <laughs> but um so you know i don't like going on auditions they make me nervous and i did a pilot of my own a few years back and i that i was good in because it's you you're you're acting and you're you're, you're it's just a different thing but I get nervous with the blocking and 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 the, and the and lines it's, it's bad with my dyslexia but I got uh, an email from Dari about a week and a half, maybe a week and a half ago for a show that's, it's, I don't know if it aired, if it's on yet, but it's picked up. But I think it's already on. The name even sounds cool. Um, Ten-year-old Tommy. Right? Right? And so I, it was a voiceover audition, and it was going to be on the phone, on Skype, and then it wasn't even on Skype, just on the phone. You did Skype because the, just to take the call, but it was, it was just audio. And I thought, Todd, like this, I read the, I read the, the few pages of sides, and it's like so the type of role that I would like to play. It's a principal. And uh, it's it's and I thought, don't overthink this. One of those things. The problem is you say that sometimes and you do. You still overthink it. But I think I figured out a way that no, don't overthink it. That you can you do bits all day long. If you were in Rory Scoville with hanging out we're hanging out and you'd be like, Okay, you'll be a principal, but you're Todd, but you're a principal. You know, I was like, Oh, okay. I had to make an announcement, I had a bullhorn. I figured bring the bullhorn in the house. Use the bullhorn, it's fun. Because it was the principal, he was making his morning announcement. So I, it was, you know, I, sm I smoked a little. Smoked a little pot. I know I wouldn't be telling this story if it didn't go well, but it did. It relaxed me, and I was just doing bits. The, um, on the phone, he was super nice, and we did it once, and then we did it again, and I was relaxed. And But, you know, he was 
very, very nice. Very nice. But I've had times where people were very nice, but I still can't get out of my own head. I thought, don't do this. You don't have to worry about blocking. You can you can read your lines. Don't overthink this. Just sounds silly because it's the overused line, but just have fun. You can ha- you can literally have fun. It's different if you're doing a commercial for Clorox and they go have fun. How can you have fun talking about fucking Clorox? But I could have fun with this. The sides were actually funny. I get this principle. All you could do is overthink it. And I didn't. So I got it. It's ten episodes. And um, I'm excited. And I'm not even nervous. I'm just excited to do it. And especially with what's going on right now, not being able to do stand-up, it was really uh, good news. And and uh, it's called Ten-Year-Old Tom. Ten-Year-Old Tommy or Ten-Year-Old Tom? So... Is that good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like it? Why is there something about this song? You know, I don't even know the name of the song, but they used to have, I guess they would have, like, Batman sing as much as they could. Batman and Robin. I guess I saw at the Grammys they had them sing. But there's something about this song that is just like, I don't know, it's like... in Washington. Hmm. Boy, genius, this is one time you'll have to go out alone. Would you like to see me make my muscles dance, Miranda? Miranda. For someone powerful as me, it's no big task. Boop, ba, ba. Would you like to do anything? Ask me anything, Miranda. Miranda. But please don't ask me to remove my mask. It's attached to my special super thermal V nuclear long underwear. I think it's because it's talking and singing, you know? That's what I want to do. Would you like to ba-ba-boop-ba-boop-ba-boop-ba? Mr. ACDC, the electric brain. Would you like to do-da-do-da-do-da-do-da? See what I mean? Holy Sherlock Holmes, boy genius. You're becoming a real stick in the I don't even have to know what it's about. I don't even give a shit. Neither should you. Just like... The fucking oh, rhythm of it. See the hurt look on your face, Miranda. Miranda. So I'm gonna do the little thing you ask. Who's is Miranda a song that normally exists? Email me, because I couldn't figure it out. I looked it up on YouTube. I'm like, who's Miranda? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, folks, remember that my Netflix special is still oh, available. They're like, oh, oh, what's, you can't say anything anymore. You can't say anything anymore. You know what? You know who says you can't say anything anymore? Most of the time, people with nothing fucking to say. Nothing fucking to say. You know when they say that? Not when they want to write poetry or music that disagrees with everybody. When they're corrected or not using gay or retarded or fag as an adjective. Or if you go further back to Jew Me Down or Enric. That's when they, you can't say anything anymore. What the inhibiting you. What are your senses like? I can't say retarded. I can't say fag. I can't say chew me down. What the fuck else am I going to talk about? Then I start shaking hands. Todd Glass Act Happy, a Netflix original comedy special now streaming on Netflix. Now streaming on Netflix. 
Don't ever forget it. Don't forget it. You hear me? All righty. That's right. You haven't watched it? You know there's somebody out there that listens to the podcast because you know what? I never have listened to his Act Happy Netflix special. Think I this is another part of it. An hour of well, I wrote this song because, to be honest, I was nervous. I wouldn't have an hour of material. I didn't think I had an hour of material. It's a Netflix comedy special. I just ad-libbed this stuff. I'm not, like, worried about it. Why would a bird live in a shitty neighborhood? How come there's extra large and there's extra small, but there's no extra medium? No, that's a good thought. All I'm saying is if you have an above-the-ground pool, at least dig a hole and hide it. That's all. How about guys that get into a take-it-easy fight? Take it easy. I'm taking it easy. You take it easy. Ten years ago, I saw a woman eating a Kit Kat bar on the airplane so slow, I haven't stopped talking about it. She was reading her book, going back and forth. Like, right away, I'm like, she's full of shit. She puts her Kit Kat bar on the tray table, reads the book for like six minutes. I'm like, no! Todd Glass, act happy. Check it out. Miranda. Boom. Who can I call? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my phone. James Adomian had surgery on his arm. Let's call him, but I'll tell him I'm on the podcast. I should let you know right now you're on the podcast, so I want to make that very clear. In the past, I've told people, but they didn't hear it, and then they go, oh, I didn't hear you. You are on the podcast. You have a right to refuse. Hold on. Is it a popular podcast or is it yours? It's <laughs> barbecue. What the fuck is wrong with my phone? Keep talking. Hey, I have I don't have this bit I want to do with you, okay? Hold on. I don't I'm upset. Why? Because I have this and it should be coming through and it's not. I'm coming through the house. Hold on. I'm going to call you right back. Okay. What the fuck? Everybody, I'm not editing this out. I was had James Adomian on the phone. You might think, why would I let him go? Because I need to figure out. Hi. The other one had an echo, but it's a little... There you go. Call James Adomian. Calling James Adobian, mobile. Hello. They, oh, now that sounds great. James. So what were you saying? Well, I didn't want to put you on my podcast if you were unaware. Well, I didn't want to come on your podcast, and well, here we are. Tough shit. I've had two Bloody Marys. I had one Bloody Mary, but it was triple the strength. So I, <laughs> I had a bit I wanted to do with you. Are you comfortable but talking about it on my nine-year anniversary podcast? I don't want to be one of those people that calls you 
if you can say, Todd, call me when you're done your podcast, I'm not going to be offended. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said I was on a podcast. <laughs> not yours. I, I hate my laugh. Be a popular podcast. Uh, no, it did, I, you're, in all fairness, you're right. I did say you're on a podcast. No, no. It, of course, it's Mark Marin's. I do my podcast, and he, <laughs> and he airs it now. You know, the old, you know the old days of radio when they used to like, well, not the old days, like even 10 or 20 years ago, they used to be like, I had my Todd Glass is filling in this week for right. Mark Barrett. <laughs> and, and now, because it was like, they have a radio show every night of the week. Filling now in. now people are like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, right, you're right. They would never go, Todd Glass is filling in for Mark Maron. They're like, why couldn't he just do one before he left or from the road? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's well, not giant radio microphones that have know, to be swung into place and bolted bolted to the wall. <laughs> it's funny you say that because my first podcast, I, as a joke, had, uh, it was a big intro, and then it was like, tonight filling in for Todd Glass is Paul F. Tompkins. That's funny. On my hey, first so podcast. So what's your idea? Do, no, you'll go for, oh, this is going to be great. Uh, I want to do a bit for you, but if we keep, if, we, if it's extended... There would obviously be some phone call sounds that would be edited in, but I don't have them. So uh, I want to do this bit. Now, to do this bit, the way I was thinking of it, you have to um, pretend like you're calling the bank and you just want to check your bank balance. Um, and so you have to answer a couple security questions, okay? Okay, I'll even answer. I'll use my phone, which I have. Yeah. Hold yeah, on. and you can you can you you don't have to give me the real answers to the security questions, but just call the bank, and I'll act like I'm the person at uh, Bank of America, or whatever, and you've been on hold for like a long time. Okay, hold on. You know what's really bothering me? You know I have that fake phone in the podcast studio. Yeah. Now I don't know where the fuck it is, and there's no way it wasn't here. Hold well, AT and T heard you had a fake <laughs> phone. <laughs> hold on, and that re- bothers the shit out of me. Wait, it was right here. It was like, you know, it's the minute I'm done the podcast, I'm going to hang up. This is my PA mic, and that's there. I found that. But, all right, I'll just, uh, I'll be fine. Okay, I know how to do it without it. Let me find it on my thing. Hello, hello. Yeah. Hello. So just answer, hello. Straight. So just hello. answer straight, like, hello. with the security hello. questions. Like, hello. are you really answering security questions? Okay. 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 Hello? Um, hello. This is James. I'm a specialist with Bank of America. Thank you for holding. I understand you've been on hold. Uh, Mr. Can you confirm your name for me, please? Todd Glass. That's excellent. James, James, I got to stop you. I got to stop you. Give me 10 seconds to get this phone voice ready. Hold on. Hello? (laughs) Hello? I know you can't hear it, but I'm flipping through all my sound. Hello? 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 Hello, 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 hello. No. Oh uh, yeah. Hello. Okay, I'll use the, I'll use this even though it's not perfect. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So on your go. Hello. Uh, hi, and thank you for waiting on hold. Thank um, you. My name is James. This is the Bank of America customer service line. Oh hi, thank uh, you. And and who am I speaking with today? Todd Glass. Todd Glass, 
Okay. And I'm seeing your records pulling up here. Would you mind confirming for me the last four of your social? Oh, yes. Six, six, seven, four. Six, six, seven, four. Excellent. And um, your state of birth? California. Okay. And your mother's maiden name? Uh, Brisbane. And was she a whore? I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Glass, if you can answer that the question. By the way, question. truth, that ambulance question for me. Was your mother a whore? No. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to have to maybe ask some backup questions, because I'm seeing here that your mother was a whore. <laughs> your mother was a whore, especially went by the, when she went by that filthy name Brisbane. I... It's so over the top. You're right. You go through this line of questioning. There's a million ways you could go. I get it. Say, was your mom? <laughs> oh, well, we might have to ask you some alternative question. Here's a second. Um, hey, Mr. Glass, I'm, I'm going to put, put a brief hold and see if I can get one of our security specialists. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold music here. No, hold on. Don't go anywhere. I can make you, I can do this in real time. So, uh, okay, so, wait. You probably can't hear that. But, uh, okay, say you're going to hold. Say, go ahead, say I'm going to put you on hold. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Glass, uh, just wait one second. I'm going to put you on a brief hold for one of our security specialists. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, hi. Hi. That was I speaking fi- with Todd Glass. Yes, that was uh, an all, I know that's not your fault. I just want to let you know that, but that was I was just on hold for 20 minutes. I'm sorry, Mr. Glass. My name is Rick. I'm Bank of America Security Specialist. I have your account pulled up hi. here. I see that I, your name is Todd Glass. Your account number is 667 something. Yes. Your uh state of birth was California. Your mother's maiden name was Brisbane and she was a whore when she went by that name. Is there anything special I can help you with, or does that cover the information? Well, I want to talk to you about what I called, but I got to tell you, I don't know how we can go back in the system and fix this. My my mom was not a, a whore. It, it's okay. Well, that's I, 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 it's, this doesn't have any reflection as to whether your mother is a whore or not, whether she's a slut. This is simply the answer that the system inputted for security purposes. Yeah, well, first of all, I don't even like those accusations. They're not even fair. If whether they're, it just seems like a very, very. Uh, I, I don't, I don't like this line of questioning. My mom. Okay. What, what do you mean okay, she was a? Than, hold on, hold on. What's your name? Let me go into this. What's your name? You what is it? Experience. What does it sometimes, mean? Sometimes it's hard to change these things on the website if you're a little slow. Let me go in and. What does it mean? Is your mom a whore? What does that mean? Seriously. Well, it's a, it was a simple question. It was a security. Question. Are you a whore? What's your name? What's your name? Well, the an- look, the answer that we have on file here is that she was indeed a whore. 
And what we have here is that you failed now three times in a row to answer that security question. Mom. I'm not off. Mom, they're telling no, me. I'm... Hold on. Mom, I'm on the phone with the bank. And they're, I don't know what's going on, but they, I know this seems fucking nuts. They asked me if you were a whore back when you, I, I don't know. Oh my do you mind God. if I, do you mind oh. if I speak with your mother? Do you mind I, if I speak with your mother? I never wanted to tell you, but back in the day, I wasn't, <laughs> I was expressive with my body as I should have been. But in the 60s and 50s, there was all these restrictions put on sexuality, so they gave disgusting labels to people that should never have been labeled to begin with. Oh, back then, they didn't want to talk about depression, but boy, did they like to label you unnecessarily. So, yeah, I had perky little tits, and I would go out. <laughs> I, I had fun. Okay, Mr. Glass, that actually was the correct answer to the security question in your mother's voice. Thank you for providing that. I have your account pulled up here, and it says that you're severely overdrawn by 675000 Oh, all right. That's all I wanted to know. Thank you. Wait, how much have I overdrawn, James? $675,000. Well, how would the bank number. let me? It's a round number. Why did the bank let me go that far overdrawn? Well, you see, we honor your transactions when they come in. So to avoid you being embarrassed no. that, you're at, that you're at a restaurant and you can't pay a bill or something with your debit card, we go ahead and honor those transactions. Now, we honor them not in the order that they come in, but the largest ones first, obviously, because it's most important that the largest ones go through. And then it takes your balance down well below zero. So yeah, 65,000, 60, 67, 65,000, seven. Hold that? on. God, it's a, such a large figure. I'm losing track of it. $675,000 overdrawn. The vast majority of that is in $30 overdraft fees. <laughs> James, I'm bringing my show to the close. Is there? Oh, sure. Before I cut you off rudely, is there anything else you wanted to share with my audience? Well, you know, I am. I'm recovering from surgery on my arm. I'm sitting here, and I thought you were just going to call me and say hello, but it oh. turned out to be the podcast. Well, so you know what? You nice then I'm going to call you back later just to say hello, so you know I have good intentions. Uh, what type of operation did you have on your arm? Seriously. Well, it turns out that I had three extra penises growing out of my right arm. Oh, I heard about that in a thing I saw on Netflix. Is that okay? Are you okay? Well, I, that's not an authorized uh, documentary. I know it is, and I know it is. And you know you're in it. They interview you. I guess you knew that, of course. They, I'm still I'm, I'm looking for a lawyer that will take the case to sue Netflix. Oh, really? But, Maybe uh, you should go with Jacoby and Myers. Jacoby and Myers? <laughs> That's the guy. He goes, I know great lawyers, Jacoby and Myers. Those fucking hacks. You know, you know, you don't think there's lawyer hacks. Of course there are. Jacoby and Myers are like the boop of comedians. You know my lawyer? She's a little disreputable. I mean, not. It's a, she's on the bar, um, but she's a little aggressive. Like, not everybody. I mean, I don't use her for everything. She's been my lawyer forever. You know who my lawyer is? Who? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> it's... She got rid of most of her private. 
Jimmy. Oh uh, no, you're not Jimmy. Of most of her private clients, but she keeps a few small clients she has a personal relationship with. No. So if I need someone, if I need her to call somebody up and intimidate them, she's happy to do it. James Adomian. James, I hope you feel better. You are loved you. by everybody you know, on really, this show. The what really happened is I fell off a bird scooter on an empty street. Oh. Just, just me. <laughs> me in the road. Is that true, um, by the way? That's true, yeah. I oh, I only laughed because I thought you made it up. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I, I, I see how that's... I, you, I've been making up most of the conversation, so I see how that would happen. Oh. <laughs> I th thank you for being nice. Instead of going, how uh, are you a horrible <laughs> host? All right, listen. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. And look, my podcast uh, is on hiatus because it failed to attract attention the underculture but the archives are still up on the internet and it was amazing so everyone should go listen to the underculture and uh uh if there's some big bucks money guy out there you should i want some somebody who's just like i don't know what to do with this million dollars send it to me i know how come you always hear about these people oh blah 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 they the one of the listeners of the podcast invested uh, four hundred thousand dollars in a documentary i i have ideas doesn't anybody listen to my show have a lot of money that uh, and I'll and I'll and I'll and I, I'm I'm talking about serious ideas, not some shit ideas. It's your hard-earned money. I got something I could do with it if you want to fucking trust me. All right. Yeah, I want to do a shot-by-shot shot re remake homage of uh, Ishtar. Um, take that balsam. Reel that. Re rewind that. Here's. Yeah, I wanted to do. A, I got a project. It's a shot by shot uh, reshoot of um, Ted Koppel's Nightline. James Adomian, everybody. James, when you hear this show, look how beautifully we went from you to this. I feel bad. I cut him off. Well, I have to go to close. I have Thai food to eat. Yeah, SeaWorld, ladies and gentlemen. 
My Netflix special. They're deciding to do away with torturing animals. I can't believe that they, they got away with it this long. I really can't. Because they always interrupt the news with it. They interrupt the news. Tonight, a killer whale killed a trainer. Now, that's sad. Whenever a human being loses their life, that's not what I'm debating. But unpredictable, you know, that's the way they, they interrupt the news. Like, this is unpredictable. You know, and that's where we tend to give most of our empathy when things happen to people that are unpredictable. You know, they couldn't have prevented it. Did you ever have a friend that every time they complain to you, you go, they bring on their own problems? Imagine that friend doing this to you in your house. Picture a place in your house. Are you picturing it? Picture it! <laughs> and your friend comes up to you and they go, oh my God, you're not going to believe what happened. And it's not like I used to be when I did drugs. Something happened. Nobody could have seen the outcome of this. Nobody. Just fucking, I don't mean to, I'm just, don't, just listen, okay? I, no, you're, this is going to take a turn. You're gonna, it's going to freak you out. I got a killer whale out of the ocean with a crane. Just listen, just listen. It takes a freaky turn. Whatever you're guessing, get it the fuck out of your head because it's something worse. So we put it in a baby pool in my backyard. And while it's scared shitless because it doesn't have its sonar, a friend of mine sits on it and tries to teach it tricks and shit. You're not gonna believe what happened. He goes, did it kill him out of fear? Shut the fuck up, how did you guess? The guy's that stupid, he can't believe. No, there's no way, that's such a weird turn, I could have never predicted that, that's crazy. And can I tell you something else? I want you to go home. And I want you to take your fish tanks and empty them out into the street. Gabe right, Steiner on trumpet. Gabe Steiner on trumpet. In the 90s, there were fish running all over the place. All right, come on, it's not a joke. Yeah. Act Happy available on Netflix, everybody. Don't ever forget it. I'm plugging. I got to do a second round. I got to really promote that, you know? I got to really go strong drive people there by playing clips from it every single podcast every single podcast oh well how you doing all right you're good are you okay how are we gonna close today today's a little bit of a shorter show Today's a little bit of a shorter show. Oh, boy. Nine years. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? What do you want to know? You got questions? You in a good mood? Did I put, did I give you extra what you need? Did I? What do you want? What do you want? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to do as we listen? I'm going to send this new opening to Aristotle because uh, he needs to get it so he can play it. Mm-hmm. You know which one I'm talking about. So the new... Uh, remember this song from last week? Remember last week... It's funny how the weeks just turn into months and the months turn into, you're like, oh my God, what about that? Remember? Well, it seems like ages ago, but it's like all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? That was last week? That was the week before last? It's crazy.
Todd Glass available on Act Happy on Netflix, on Todd Glass on Netflix, on Act Happy on Netflix. Folks, if you listen to this show and you haven't seen Act Happy on Netflix, I'll tell you the truth. Truth, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> How about that? How about that? How about that? Well, what are we going to do to go to close today? I'm going to go to close, but you know, we don't have to be hurrying. There's no hurry. There's no hurry. You Are you in a hurry? Because I ain't in a hurry. People need sing-alongs. Is this putting you in a good mood? Sit up and listen to it. And, eat and uh, put a bow tie on. Soak it in together, and that's how we'll say goodbye. Is that cool? Truth. All right, and that's how we'll say goodbye. I hope I gave you the. Um, I hope uh, you hope you're all right. And um, it was it was relaxing. I I it was really good to come back here. Wow. Okay, and. Uh, we're just going to soak this song in together. I mean, I'm going to crank it, right? Just crank it up. We'll go to close. And uh, there you go. Right? Mm-hmm. You good? Tom Jones. This is a festival from 2015, I think. And uh, the reason... To cover. Enjoy.
Gustado. It's you I like It's not the things you wear Not the way you do your hair But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like It's you I Podcast Network.